Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Zakari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that has already happened? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Zakari. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Frank Zakari, and you are listening to Life Altering Events. Today, we're broadcasting from San Diego, California, and from Germany. Now, this is our fourth international show. So, thank you to all the international people who have been listening. Keep listening and tell all your friends. Now, our sponsor today is the Tag Team. Now, the Tag Team is a partnership with the Abraham Group, headed by Jay Abraham, the best marketing mind and business builder in the world who's increased the bottom line for over 10,000 clients by more than $21 billion. And my company, Life Altering Events, and we are experts in business and organizational development, as well as finance and scaling of organizations. Tag team members, we've all reached a point in our life now where we want to see the next generation of business owners thrive. This is a very elite and exclusive program for entrepreneurs who are looking to make a major impact on the world and get the best possible return on their business. If you think you can make a difference, go to my website, frankzakari.com, for application details. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we all have a dream job or a dream life that we wish we had, but for most of us, it just remains a dream. If you're like 84% of the workforce in the United States, you weren't fully engaged. In the pre-COVID world, you probably spent 10 hours a day at work and one hour commuting each way, so that's 12 hours of your day were spent doing something you really didn't enjoy. Who knows what the post-COVID is going to be? Now you have an opportunity to find out what your passion is. Now you have an opportunity to press the reset button and discover what you really want. Now maybe you're part of that 16% who are fully engaged at work, but do you love what you're doing? Are you excited to get up every morning and face the daily grind? Let's have a reality check here. Even though you're happy, I'm willing to bet most of you wish you were still doing something else, something you were completely passionate about. Now, be honest. Did you give up your passion in exchange for security of a steady paycheck? Do you keep delaying your dream because you just bought a bigger house or the kids are going to college fairly soon? Do you keep justifying keeping your dream on hold because you haven't won the lottery or inherited a million dollars? Are you holding back just because you don't know how to get started? If you're still waiting for some day to come, I got bad news for you. I checked the calendar. There is no day that says someday. Now, Lewis Carroll wrote, in the end, we only regret the chances we didn't take, the relationships we were afraid to have, and the decisions we waited too long to make. Now, here's the tricky part. Do you even know what your passion is? In the book, The Passion Test, by Janet and Chris Atwood, they wrote, the number one reason people don't get what they want is they don't know what they want. No matter what obstacles life throws at you, it's never too late to identify and live your passion. Now, my guest today is Anna Billion, and she is in Germany. And she's made this her life's work to finding passion and helping people find their passion. So today what we're going to talk about is how to follow your dreams without just being a dreamer. Now, Anna has faced life-altering events that most of us can't even imagine on her way to creating her business, the Great Career Studios. And this is an online career program for people looking to make a mark and create a career that they love. In the past decade, Anne has been leading numerous programs in the area of human resource development for large-sized multinational corporations, helping executives and high-profile professionals step into more prominent roles. Amazing job. She's also the co-author of a bestseller inspired by the Passion Test, which is the number one tool for discovering your passion and purpose, and she shared the stage at conferences and workshops with the New York Times bestselling author, Janet Atwood. Now, Anna, welcome to Life Altering Events. Oh, hi, Frank. Oh, thank you so much for having me. 
It's my pleasure. It's, I enjoy talking to you and reading your things. And let's get started. Anna, you were born in what was a former Yugoslavia during the Civil War. Share that, share that experience with the listeners. Yeah, well, it was not the best experience of my life, I have to say, but certainly one that uh, has marked my uh, yeah put, marked my life forever. So I was uh, 11 years old when the war started, and I remember that I was at school. It was you know just a usual day, and then all of a sudden it seemed like it was the end of the world. There were sounds of bombs and sirens. And I remember I first thought we had an earthquake. Yeah, that's what it felt like, like the earth was shaking. And so me and all the other children were sent home. Yeah, I was lucky that we didn't live far away. And because walking home under the rain of bombs was not really what you'd consider a, a pleasant walk. Uh, I still remember the, the face of my mom when she saw me. Somehow it was that face that said, thank you, God, she's alive. And so when I got home, my parents told me I had five minutes to pack my favorite things. And then we were going away. We were going to my aunt's place. They said it was safer for us to be there. So we spent a few months there at my aunt's house. But then one day, even there, I got almost killed by a bomb. And that's when my parents said that enough was enough. And uh, my mom decided to take me and my sister to Germany. That's amazing. The, uh, to, I can't even imagine. And I've been in a war zone, but not, not, in, my, not in, in my city. And having bombs going off when you're a child has to be terrifying, absolutely terrifying. I, I still can't imagine. I have to say I've been through it, but now living in a peaceful city again, it's sometimes it just feels like a dream. Wow. So your mother took you and your sister to Germany, and your father stayed behind in Yugoslavia. And at the time you left, when we spoke, you said Germany was not accepting any refugees. So how did you get in? Yeah, yeah, that whole situation was a mess. I mean, Germany was already flooded with refugees from former Yugoslavia, so they had to stop it at some point. I totally get that. I mean, I now live in Germany, and I totally love this country. Anyways, back then, we were already too late to enter the country because uh, there were already too many people who got there. And so what I remember is that we came by bus to a place close to the border and my grandmother, who was living in Germany at that time, she was waiting for us there. And so my mom, she got off the bus with me and my sister. And my grandmother, she got on the bus because as a resident, she was allowed to enter the country. And so she took my mom's seat and later collected our luggage from the bus. And we somehow crossed the border illegally on foot. I must admit, I was so little, so I don't remember all the details. I just remember that for me and for my sister, it was actually exciting. I remember that we were telling our mom, Mom, this is just like in a movie. And right now, I can't even imagine what it was like for her. I mean, at that time, my mom was my age now, and I can't imagine going through something like that right now. Yeah. It's absolutely terrifying. Now, you said your dad stayed back in Yugoslavia, and there was um, a political and, and financial reasons for that. What happened there? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it was a war zone, so men were not allowed to leave the country. So, first of all, and then even if you somehow managed to leave, then when you... Once you decided to go back, you probably wouldn't find your house any longer. And so my father stayed at home. Now, you're 11 or 12, and you, you go to Germany, and you have to start school again, obviously. Did you speak German when you got there? Oh, no, I didn't speak a word. But when you're a child, you learn really fast. So I remember that after the first semester, I had no grades except for sports and uh, for music. Because uh, you didn't know, need to know German to get a grade in those subjects, right? Mm -hmm. And then by, by the end of the second semester, I had all A's. So I, I guess I also wanted to make life easier for my mom. So I studied really hard because I didn't want her to worry about my school. That's incredible. 
to, to come in and, and, and in one semester to pick up a, a completely foreign language. That's something that uh, here in the United States it would be amazing because most of us in the United States have enough trouble to speak in English, let alone another language and having to learn it. Now well, you're, 15- you're lucky yeah, that yeah. the whole world speak, speaks English, so that's an advantage for sure. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad we have something going for us here. <laughs> now, you were 15 years old, 14, 15, and then you moved back to Yugoslavia, but now it's called Bosnia-Herzegovina. Now, I moved when one of my daughters was 14 years old from Seattle to California, and, and, and to move a teenager at that age, not the easiest thing in the world to do. Explain what happened. Yeah, I mean, one might think that it was wonderful to go back home again, but actually it it wasn't. I mean, I was happy to see my father, that's for sure, and that was a really big deal for all of us. But Bosnia was not my home any longer because I had my friends in Germany and I got used to living in a big city and going back to a small town that was destroyed by bombs. That was actually the yeah the last thing I wanted for myself back then. So, yeah, at first I was disappointed. And then with time, I got used to living there again. I uh, first went to high school. And then later I went to the U.S. Um, as an exchange student for a year. And then I got uh, back to get my university degree. And eventually I started working for an international bank. What did the city look like when you when you returned was it was it bombed out? Was it in shambles and ruins, or had they cleaned it up at that point? No, no. So it was, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty destroyed. So I, I mean, I have memories, but uh, I, I was really small. So to me, it's just all looked so ugly. And uh, since I came from Frankfurt, where I lived at that time, uh, it, it, probably it looked even worse because I was comparing it to a city, you know, that was whole. And then my hometown was totally destroyed. So you would see um, the, the, uh, yeah, the holes of the bombs and of the bullets. And uh, somehow also the people looked differently because, uh, yeah, they were few people who were smiling, you know, while walking on the street. So it was a pretty particular time. Wow. So you finished school and you started this job, as you mentioned, in international banking. So how did you like that? Well, I, uh, well, I liked it very much, I have to say. I mean, it, it was something, I, at first I didn't, I never thought that I would work in banking, but then I got that job offer. I went for it. And uh, and later I liked it. So I started working in finance. And after two years, I was even promoted to the head of department. So, uh, yeah, things were looking uh, pretty great at that moment. So nothing too excited, but somehow I got my life back on track. So you, you, you worked this for two years and then you had a trip to Italy and then life changed again. What happened on that trip to Italy? Yeah, I actually went to Italy um, to learn about my um, new role. But then uh, um, during this business trip, I met a colleague from HR. And uh, he told me that our bank was going to implement a big global project. And that project was going to impact all the countries we were operating in as a bank. At that time, there were more than 20 countries. And so I got curious I actually never considered working in HR because for me, HR was not real work. Uh, (laughs) At that time, I worked on a merger of two banks and that seemed like a real intellectual job and HR seemed more like play. But then I couldn't stop thinking about this global project because I love to do anything that has to do with people from different countries. That's somehow just my world. And so I applied. I even don't know why I applied, but I applied to work on on that project and uh, I got in so everybody thought I was totally crazy and sometimes I thought that about myself as well Mm -hmm. because I mean I gave up a great position in finance to start in HR from scratch but I decided to follow my intuition and uh, so I moved to Milan in Italy to the bank's headquarters and basically my whole life changed again. So in Milan, did you like living in Italy? 
Well, this is oh, maybe your third or fourth country you've lived in. Yeah, yeah. Those were the best years of my life. I, I definitely loved it. Italy is a great place to live. It's so beautiful and the people there are just wonderful. So you've got to love Italy. And you have to learn yet another another language. You have to learn Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my husband is Italian, so even today I speak Italian at home. Well, good. That helped a lot. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we're gonna this story is going to get better and better hang on we're going to take a little break right here we're going to come back with anna and uh, continue on this journey where she found her passion and her love and is now living her dream don't go away America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Sakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Life Altering Event. I'm Frank Sakari. And I want to talk to you, give a shout out to my sponsor, the Tag Team, which is a collaboration with the Abraham Group, headed by Jay Abraham, the most trusted and successful marketing mind in the world, and my company, Life Altering Events. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we just ended a segment with Anna Billion, and Anna has been through more than you could, one could imagine, having lived through a war in the former Yugoslavia, having moved to Germany, then back to the Yugoslavia. Now, uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina, when she came back, found a job in international banking, ended up leaving international banking to get into the same company, but got into an HR program and moved to Italy. So, Anna has been all over the world. Now, Anna, in this role that you had at the bank, you were coordinating and presenting training across 22 countries. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, in that role, I did a lot of exciting things. Uh, I worked with international consultancy firms. I ran marketing campaigns. Uh, I, I even designed IT tools. But my favorite thing uh, to do was uh, facilitating 
global workshops. So that was um, a lot of work. And sometimes I would sit in the office until 2 a.m. to prepare everything because there were people coming from 20 countries in order to listen to the workshop. It was so worth it. So whenever I went into a room with people from all over the world, I thought to myself, like, seriously, I get paid to do this? I, it was just so much fun. And that's when I knew I had done the right thing. There was nothing in finance that made me feel as much as life as uh, when I was in a workshop. So that's just my thing. And I'm so grateful to have found that one thing that makes me feel alive. Now, when you had these people, is it almost like the UN where everyone had headsets so they could, and there was interpretation of what you were saying, or did everybody speak the language that you were speaking? No, we were all speaking in English, so this is how <laughs> this is how it went. Yeah, yeah. So no headphones. So the, those were like more intimate workshops. Yeah, with twenty feet people, and somehow our whole community felt like being. Uh, a part of a family. So it was uh, a really great experience. Now, this is a big change for a major bank like this. How how did the people react? Because normally when you make a change of this magnitude, there's an awful lot of pushback. How did you deal with that? Well, the thing is that everybody who disagreed with my choice somehow stayed back uh, home and I moved to Italy, you know, and then people in Italy, they just knew my new life there. So it was not that difficult, I guess, because I just didn't uh, get to talk to all the people who were, yeah, um, who were not in favor of my decision. Mm-hmm. It so sounds, sometimes it's really good to go away, you know, and just do your thing. It has its advantages. Yes, it does. I have been there and done that. <laughs> and, uh, and embracing change is, is always so difficult, uh, particularly when you're the one presenting the change. That Some people are saying, well, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know if I'm buying into this yet. Did you see that? Did you find that? Yeah, well, I, I find it all the time. I, I think it's uh, it's part of my work is always to um, to deal with uh, with change management. And there are always people who are go-getters, so who want the change to be implemented, and they are those ones who are more careful about it. And uh, me, myself, I'm a very impatient person. So, you know, when I see an opportunity, then I want to change everything as quickly as possible. But now with time, I've learned to listen also to people who are maybe resistant to change because they are not always wrong. So they also have their reasons why things maybe should not change that fast. And so I now always try to listen um, to them as well and uh, then to take it from there. Well, it sounds like you had... In, uh, in Milan, you had, you had your dream job. And when we spoke, you had said, yeah, you loved it, but something was missing. What was missing? Yeah, especially when the project was completed, then that big excitement around it somehow faded. And I went on to work in the field of talent and leadership development, and I loved that. I mean, I still love it. But something was missing, and at first, I didn't know what it was, and somehow I didn't want to spend the rest of my life wondering what was missing. Because for me, the word experience taught me that life is short, and so I knew I had to do something about it. I did some research, and then I hired two mentors to help me figure out what I wanted to do next in life. So they are Chris and Janet Atwood. They wrote the New York Times bestseller, The Passion Test. And so I started working with them. And that's when life happened again. Um, Janet said I had talent as a trainer. And she offered me to travel the world with her and to facilitate workshops with her. And that was so huge for me because uh, she's the best trainer I've ever seen in my life. And I got to learn from her. So I used all my holidays and free days to work uh, with Janet. And uh, eventually, I also co-authored a book with her. And then I uh, started organizing webinars and online workshops to promote the book. 
And I enjoyed all of this so much. And I got so much great feedback from my online audience. And I guess that's what was missing. I needed to express myself creatively in a new environment. And I also needed a bit of that excitement that you have as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Atwoods and, uh, and the, the passion test. How did that capture you? Uh, well, that was actually life-changing for me because uh, it's a very simple tool and method that helped me clear, uh, helped me get clear uh, on uh, what I really wanted to have in my life on daily basis and then also like in five years from now. And then I just started yeah, reorganizing my life to have more of that in my life as much as I could. So it was a pretty powerful, yeah. Now you traveled with uh, with Janet and presented at uh, conferences with her. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Well, that was uh, uh, it was great, but I, I I can't even find the right word to describe it because uh, uh, Janet she is really a great trainer and then she always tells you that as a trainer you have to be able to shift on a dime and so you never know what the next hour is going to be because you have a plan of how things are going to work but then depending on the feedback of the audience you know you might just change the plan in five minutes and do something completely different and you have to be ready to do that and that also helped me really stretch myself become more flexible and uh, also become a better listener that's incredible we've uh, I have done conferences myself and and you you have to be so prepared because um, you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what someone's going to ask and you sh and you don't want to lose the audience yeah Correct? yeah yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. And and sometimes you, you, your whole conference just takes a, a whole new direction because that's what people need the most. Now, in, in 2019, you started your own business, the, the great um, career studios. So was, what inspired you to, to, to make that leap of faith? Yeah, well, that was a next step, I guess, in the evolution of my professional life. Uh, um, great Career Studios is an online platform that helps you build, well, a great career. Yeah. Well, looking back at my life, I like to look at my career as it was a movie in production. There are scenes I love, and then there are other scenes that aren't that great. And I like to cut out the scenes I don't like and replace them with better ones, you know, just like a film director uh, does. And when I think about my life and career this way, it, it gives me so much power. Whenever I feel stuck or unhappy, I know it doesn't need to remain like that all the time. You know, we can change our reality always. And that also means that, you know, I'm allowed to change my mind about my career. So I don't have to stick with one direction forever just because I used to like it and now I don't like it any longer. And so Great Career Studios is a place where I help people be their own film director when it comes to their professional path. Because, yeah, a great movie needs imagination and ideas, but also need the smarts to make it happen so that the whole movie makes sense. And I think a great career is a lot like that. And so you asked what inspired me to start this platform. Um, I believe that every person on this planet has uh, special talents, something she or he should share with the world. And uh, somehow a big tragedy of our time is that most of that talent remains wasted. And it's either because we don't know what we are good at or we don't know how to use that talent in a smart way so that we can really make an impact. And that's what inspired me to start Great Career Studios. I mean... Almost everybody I know had a moment in their life when they felt stuck and unsure what's their place in this world, just like me a few years ago. And from my own experience, it doesn't feel good to be in such a place. And so Great Career Studio is actually something I wish I had had 10 years ago in my own career. Um, 
access to experts and business mentors, uh, practical advice, and then also latest insights from psychology and neuroscience. So, I mean, I worked in large corporations for more than a decade, and so I got to meet a lot of ambitious leaders and professionals, and uh, I've seen what happy and successful people do differently. And so I want to pass on this knowledge to everybody else uh, who may need it. And uh, I share this advice on my platform. So how to be successful, but also how to be happy and how to be super productive, but also how not to forget to enjoy life a bit. The, uh, are your customers, are they, are, they, are they corporations that sign up with you and then send their key people? Or are they, or are they more individuals that come to you to try to find their purpose? Yeah, my online platform is a platform for individuals. So those are professionals who are looking for a new um, direction in their career or who who are looking to land their ideal job once they've uh, found out what they really want to do. And then I also offer advice to those who are already in a great job but who want to expand their influence and make a bigger impact. Now, your program, is it, is it a number of sessions that people uh, sign up for? Is it, is it more ad hoc or is there more structure to it? Uh, yeah, well, uh, w- when I uh, worked uh, with Janet on the passion test as uh, a part of that work and as part of the book promotion, I offered uh, the one-to-one sessions, which were usually two to four sessions for people to get um, clear on their direction. And uh, what I found is that that actually um, works the best. So next year, I'll be introducing also an online um, membership where people will have uh, access to um, to online courses on demand so that they don't even have to work with me one-on-one, but they, they can have access to all these great um, resources uh, on their phone or laptop. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've subscribed to this program that Anna has, and uh, she'll, she'll pushes out information to you that you can look at, and there are, are talks with uh, leaders, there's inspirational um, interviews that she's had, and it's, it's worth the time and the effort. Look into that. Now, as you're working with people, do, do, you, do you see like a light go on with them as, as you're, as you're uh, going through this, trying to determine their passion and their dreams? Uh, yeah, well, there are two sides to it. I guess, you know, people are really uh, lit up and happy when they discover what they want to do. But then sometimes that motivation doesn't last that long if they don't take into the action mode right away because then all that passion remains only a dream. And so what I like to do is really push people one step forward and then uh, um, try to bring that dream to life. So what I tell people is perhaps something nobody really wants to hear, but it's that nobody really cares about your passion unless you can use that passion to do something for them. So You know, if you are passionate about eating pizza and watching movies, most likely you won't have people lining up to watch you practice your passion unless you are a superstar in a reality show. So if you have a passion that you would like to monetize, you need to think about how you can use that passion to be of value to others. And that seems to be the biggest challenge for most people is, first off, what is my passion? And then secondly, once you and I have helped them define it, what are you going to do about it? Take a step. Move forward. Ladies and gentlemen, we're up against another break here. This has been an enlightening conversation with a a truly amazing young woman. We're going to be right back, and we'll continue uh, on what Anna's got planned in the future. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Frank Sicari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. 
Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. This is Life Altering Events. I'm Frank Zakari, and we've had two segments with Anna Billion, and uh, this is an amazing, a truly amazing young woman who has been through so much in her life with a war, civil war in Yugoslavia, moving to multiple countries, starting in finance, going into training, and now she has her own company, her great career studios, and as she mentioned, Running this program and running your life is very much like having a movie. You have to have a beginning and an end and direction and focus and and so on. So, Anna, at the end, the last thing you said before we went on the break is it's it's one thing to know what your passion is, but it's something else to actually take action on this passion. So some of the people say, okay, yeah, I know I want to do this. How? And when they come back and say, how do I do this? What do you tell them? Well, what I tell them is first yeah, figure out how you can use that passion to add value to other people. And once you figure that out, is um, you start doing what I call uh, playing your best game. So you tell yourself, I'm going to do everything I can think of, you know, to live this passion, to contribute to others and to make it work. Not one day when I have more time and money, but right now. So I'm aware that I have my limitations because, hey, I've got bills to pay, I've got a family, and I've got health issues. So given all these circumstances, what's the best I can do every day? So, I mean, you know, when I carve out 30 minutes or one hour a day, what's the best I can do to bring this passion to life? And then be honest with yourself. If there's nothing you can think of that makes you feel uncomfortable, then you're not honest enough. Maybe you should start creating video content to get your message out, but you are scared because you don't look good on video. Or maybe you should be reaching out to people who have a similar passion like you or who might be interested in partnerships, but you're not the networking type. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. To be honest, I don't feel super comfortable talking to you because I have this thing about my accent, you know. I just feel weird talking to people whose uh, uh, native language is English and then I have my funny accent. But I'm doing it because I know I need to do my best and that's somehow part of my best game. And And so when you start, yeah? Go ahead, go ahead. And then when you start doing your very best, including that thing that scares you, you do it every day for a whole year. 
So yeah, that's right. 365 days. You can take a weekend um, to take a break, of course, but you stay consistent for 365 days. And to me, this step is so crucial because when you start out small, you don't see results right away. You know, it takes time. And so I always tell myself when I want to change something in my life, I'll do the best I can for a whole year and then I'll see what happens. If I got results, great. If not, I might rethink my strategy or I'll see if I still feel like pursuing this passion. But this makes me not quit in the first weeks uh, when I still don't see any results. So I really believe that when you really take your passion seriously, you know, things start shifting. First, you're happier and you're more excited because now you have at least 30 minutes or maybe even an hour of uh, your time a day when you are really doing something you love. And most likely you also have a dream that's uh, bigger than you and that's pulling you forward. And when you are in such a state of mind, then everything starts changing. Doors start opening up and you find ways to bring that uh, uh, dream to life that you didn't know existed. So I really do believe it's all about taking action and also showing up consistently for yourself and for your dream. I love that. that that's a great description of, of what to do. One of the things in, when I read uh, uh, Janet Atwood's book, she talked about too many people trying to focus on how. You know, I'd, I'd like to do this, but how do I do it? And her advice and your advice right there is don't worry about the how. Just start doing it and doors will open. Yeah, I mean, right? this is what I was doing all the time with all these stories from my life. You know, I I never knew how it was going to end up. So I just was doing it because it felt like the right thing to do. And the point is, you don't have to change your whole life because of your passion. I mean, there are people who do that. You know, they leave everything behind and then they start from scratch. So I'm actually the type who also likes to feel safe, you know, so I like to experiment a bit and to see, do I really like this and does it work for me or not? So you don't have to change everything in your life from today to tomorrow. You just start out small and then you see how it goes and you look at it as an experiment. Now, a few weeks ago, you sent me a note where you put it out, not just to me, but you put it out to your great career uh, studios that you were uh, a guest on Ali Nathaniel's podcast, the, the human side of HR. And one of the questions she asked, and I loved your answer, was if you want to become a, a leader, start with science. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, well, in my work, uh, I, uh, uh, I like to use uh, science to help people because I think we live in such an exciting uh, time you know, when we have access to all these great insights from neuroscience. And I like to read about these uh, insights and to stay up to date. So if you want to become a leader, I really think the first thing to do is to get familiar, you know, with, uh, with yourself. And science is there to tell us how our brains work, uh, how we function as people, and how to understand others better. And uh, once we know how we can perform our best because we understand how our brain works, then actually the next step is only to put all those findings into in, into practice and to look for opportunities where we can grow. And then as a third step, I think it's really crucial that, you know, we all also seek to find our own leadership voice because it's great to have mentors. I always have a business mentor on my my side and sometimes I'm also tempted to be like them but the thing is I can't be like them I can learn from them and I can see what's great about them but then eventually you know I have to be me so I have to make it work for me so that I can uh, uh, be who I am for my clients one of the statements that uh, was it was in your uh, the message you sent was did you know and I didn't know this but did you know your productivity rises 12 percent when you watch a short, funny movie clip before taking on a challenging task. 
Yeah, so that's uh, actually a finding from the University of Warwick. So they ran a study with uh, people who were given a challenging task. And what they did is they had a control group uh, and um, they tried to make that control group happier before tackling the task. So they gave them uh, funny movies to watch so or they gave them snacks. So that works as well. So anything that makes a person happy. And what they realize is that individuals who um, engaged in uh, these short uh, short-term happiness shocks, as they told them, they were 12% uh, more productive later on while uh, working on the tasks. So I, I guess I guess that's all, that also speaks in favor of our passions. You know, so when, when we are happy, we work better. So sometimes, you know, to work better is not to work harder, but just to be happier. I've heard people tell me throughout my, my career was clear your head before you jump into the project. And it, what's that mean? How do you clear your head? I love this, uh, having the short, funny clip, because that will definitely clear your head and allow you to come in with a fresh set of eyes. Is that what you found? Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, what I like to do, especially now during COVID, you know, we are all at home all the time. So before I uh, um, sit to do some creative work, I like to play with my son. So he is one year old and it's just so much fun. And, you know, he really makes me happy. So whenever I'm with him, I really clear my mind. And that's when I do my best work. That's outstanding. Now, Anna, you are putting together a leadership summit, and your target is in January. Tell the listeners about this program. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting together a digital career summit at the beginning of next year. Uh, this year was, uh, let's say, challenging. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, and uh, many of us realized that going forward, we actually want our lives to be different than they used to be. And perhaps now we are motivated to make some changes, but then what usually happens is that sooner or later we get caught up in the daily routine again and we do nothing about it. And so that's why the Digital Career and Money Summit is here for. There will be um, top speakers from all over the world and you are one of them. So thank you so much for being my guest. And these speakers, they will help our listeners get clear on their professional goals and also on, on the next best step they can take to move their career forward. So um, they are also going to be career coaches who will run hands-on coaching sessions to put all these learnings into practice. So it's really going to be a value-packed summit. Uh, we'll cover five main topics. So the first one is uh, career clarity and the job hunt. So how do you find out what you want? And then um, the second topic will be all about personal branding. And then we'll cover leadership, uh, uh, money, because money is also an important aspect of a career, and finally, how to thrive at work. Yeah, so after you attend the summit, basically, you'll have gained clarity on what you want and need to do in any of these areas and uh, what concrete actions um, to take next. And ladies and gentlemen, the, and I'm honored that uh, Anna asked me to participate in this. And when you see some of the people who are coming, uh, I think Janet uh, and or Chris Atwood are going to be there. And I'm sure they'll be touching on, on, the, on the passion test. That will probably be in the, in the area of clarity. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they are always full of surprises. So I, I won't reveal too much. <laughs> yeah, good, good. good. The, uh, I work with uh, Jay Abraham now. And one of the things that he talks about that you've, you've stressed here multiple times, it's all about value. It doesn't matter what you want to do or what you think you want to do. Are you providing value to others? And then that value will determine your success. Right. Is that part of your philosophy? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Because 
I mean, sometimes even I get caught up so in my uh, passion and thinking about what I want to do and uh, what I feel great about doing. But then I have to sit back and to think about, okay, so it's great that I love this, but how can this be of service to other people? And that's really key because that's, that, that's what passion and purpose are all about. Ladies and gentlemen, that, that's a critical step. We all know people, or maybe we've done it ourselves, and we, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to create this business. We're going to put it together because it works for me. But we don't take the time to see what value it's going to bring to others. What do people do? Does anybody care? I'm a mentor with the University of California Entrepreneurship Academy for the 10 major research universities in California, Anna. And one of the things, they, they, they have an amazingly high failure ratio as far as going from the laboratory into the business sector. And one of the things that they give, the first one is, um, it didn't meet the business need. And that's a nice way to say it didn't pass the who cares test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So a lot of what you do is say, well, yes, this is your passion, but... Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like the sob- sobering moment of it all, you know, just to think about it from somebody else's perspective. We are just about at the end, Anna. Your story is so inspiring. What last message would you like to leave with the listeners? Yeah, yeah. thank you so much, Frank. Well, yeah, what I've learned is that life is too short not to follow your dreams, And it's also too short to be a hopeless dreamer. And so I hope that we all will keep dreaming, but not so much to forget that life is happening right now as well. Because the thing is, stuff happens. To me, the war happened to somebody else. It's an illness or being homeless or growing up without parents. This year, it was the pandemic to all of us. And I'm sure there will always be something. And so we got to do what we, what we got to do. It, and sometimes we just need to deal with life, but it's not the reason to give up on our dreams. Absolutely. Anna, thank you so much for being here today and sharing this amazing story with all of us. I want to thank, once again, the tag team, the collaboration with Jay Abraham and Life Altering Event to help the next generation of businesses thrive. If you would like more information about Anna and her program, you can send me an email and I will make sure it gets to her. And if you've missed this show or any of our other shows, you can listen to them on demand at any number of different places now, including iHeartRadio, Google, and Alexa, or you can also get it at my website, frankzakari.com. Now, let me leave you with this, ladies and gentlemen. None of us are in this alone, and the secret to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. And today... Anna showed us where many of those rocks are. Join us again next week when we discuss another life-altering event. Thank you for tuning into Life-Altering Events. Be sure to join Frank Zakari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week. The Good Cop.